Hello and welcome friends. You are now listening to the new grad physical therapist success blueprint audio experience. I am the host of this podcast, Javier Carlin, the founder of the new grad PT mentors, where we help new grad physical therapists like yourself to become confident clinicians, increase their worth as PTs and take control of their finances without burning out or needing 10 plus years of experience. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. It means the absolute world to us. And if you have any questions at all, reach out to us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. If you haven't already, make sure to join our free Facebook group, New Grad PT Mentorship, and follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. Thank you so much. Now on to the show. In this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint Audio Experience, Dr. Javier is joined by Dr. John Wong, founder of Your Spin Doctor Physical Therapy and Consulting. Tune in to listen to how John used his experiences of being a DJ to create a new spin on helping people through their rehab journey. His love for music and helping people through physical therapy led to the creation of his own brand, which incorporates both his passions as a way to connect and motivate his patients. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes, make sure to screenshot it, put it on your story, and tag us, and we'll make sure to repost it on our page. All right. Welcome back to the New Grad PT Success Blueprint Podcast. This is your host, Javier Carlin, the founder of the New Grad PT Mentors, where we help New Grad PTs like you increase your worth and take control of your finances without needing 10 plus years of experience. Today, we have a very, very special guest who is on a mission to remix the physical therapy experience. From DJ to DPT, Dr. John is a relatively new grad physical therapist. His journey to PT was in no means straightforward, and he continues to stray off the beaten path now as a private practice owner. After graduating from Washington University in St. Louis in 2016, he realized early on in his career and the landscape of healthcare was changing dramatically and knew that physical therapists have a unique role to play in educating and leading others towards healthy lifestyles through movement. John recently started his company, Your Spin Doctor, Physical Therapy and Consulting, a concierge-style physical therapy practice that offers a modern approach to providing movement-based PT and operates out of his practice space, The Climbing Clinic, which specializes in treating rock climbers in Orange County, California. John, thank you so much for jumping on, man. It's really an honor to have you here, and I appreciate your time. Dude, thank you for having me, man. I'm really, really excited. And uh, props to you for for setting this whole new grad PT mentors things up. I think it's one of the things that I've always wanted, I thought was super important is mentorship. So I think we'll talk about that more. But yeah, props to you, man. Definitely not. Th- thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. So, so uh, John, can you give the listeners a glimpse of, of really your story and the journey that took you from DJ to DPT? I think that's so interesting. Yeah, man, it's uh, it was a winding path. And I will preface this by saying that like, I <laughs> DJ to DPT is so like, when I was going through undergrad, um, I, w- I grew up in the Midwest and I, I went to school in St. Louis. I went to undergrad at Washington University in St. Louis and originally pre-med um, was really, you know, I guess kind of like uh, shaped to, to go to the pre-med route for my parents. And, and, you know, I felt the pressure and just wanting to please my parents. And so while I was going through school um, to kind of offset like the stress from from the pre-med track, I started getting into DJing, which was like, always something I'd be interested in in terms of sharing music and I would organize like parties and, and, and dances and stuff like that. And so that was always my like side gig throughout school where I would 
I would kind of like study throughout the week and then kind of um, express myself through, uh, through music and sharing, sharing um, music and dance and things like that. And so like, as I was going throughout the, the program, I, even though I was interested in healthcare, I was trying to figure out like what part of healthcare that I really love the most. And from observing like physicians and all different types of um, specialties and, and settings, I really found that it was not for me in terms of medical school. And I kind of hung on to that just because like, again, pressure from the parents that I was just like, okay, I'll just kind of go through it and see if it works out. But in the back of my mind, I really knew that that wasn't really my passion. And so that's kind of where I first was kind of straying off. And then like, it came to the point where at the end of college, like I was like, okay, it's either I apply now or I take a gap year, but what am I going to do? So I was like kind of in this limbo period. And, you know, I will be honest, I like took the MCAT three times, did not get the scores I wanted, didn't get into any schools that I applied for. And it just really highlighted the fact that, you know, it, it wasn't a good fit. And so at that time, I was like, okay, so what do I do now? I do love healthcare, but I want to stay true to myself. Um, I had DJing to fall back on. Um, I kind of took that time to do a lot of self-reflection. And for me, it was like, okay, I got to either bring my grades up and reapply or I look for something else. And at that time, uh, once I graduated, I had gone into research and I, that was just kind of like uh, something I had uh, gotten through a previous professor. And so I was doing, uh, I, was, I was part of this movement disorder section where I, I was aiding in a lot of studies with um, Parkinson's patients. And through that program, I actually met some physical therapists. And so that was actually my first time I interacted with a PT. Hmm. I've never been like majorly injured in the past. So I've never been a patient, which is pretty interesting to me that now I'm such so, so into it. But I, I never experienced PT from the patient's side. And my first experience was seeing a PT collaborate with an MD about treating movement disorders. And I thought that was amazing because they were a lot more hands-on. There was a lot more um, kind of like, uh, movement that was going on and for me that was like the first glimpse so I was like okay this is something I could really get behind so I learned more I learned obviously that WashU had a fantastic um, PT school so I ended up placing myself in a position that was easy for me to just kind of get in there and then like make myself known and just understand like okay now that I have um, a relationship with this program what more can I do so I applied for school and then that was the point where I was like, okay, I have a year to like figure out like most of my gap year. And so at that time I was also DJing professionally, nightclubs and, and mobile gigs. And then I had a friend who worked for a company that um, books DJs on cruise ships. And so that was like, okay, now I'm applied to school. I'm going to go on cruise ships for like six to eight months and DJ like in the Caribbean and the Mediterranean. And so that's what I did, man. And so that's that was awesome. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was like, such a like crazy. It was such a crazy experience to think think back on it, and like that's what I what I was able to do because I basically applied to school in that or applied to PT school that summer, went on my first cruise contract in the Caribbean, or, and then my second one. I was I remember this so vividly. I was in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and it was Thanksgiving Day, and I had cell service. Usually, don't have cell service. I look at my phone and I had a voicemail and it was from the director of WashU's PT program. And she had left me a like minute long voicemail congratulating me that I got in. And so I'm there like at the buffet, like by myself on Thanksgiving. And I'm just like, like so happy, but like nobody's like that I knew was around me. So I was like, this is awesome. But then I spent the rest, the rest of that gap year, like jumping from ship to ship. 
And that was kind of like uh, the last hurrah before school. But I think the coolest thing was that before school, my last, um, the last cruise ship that I went on, I met my now wife. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So now that's like, you know, I guess it was kind of crazy again, like, of all the places that I was able to go to and meet and people that I was able to meet, I ended up meeting my future, my future wife on these ships. And now I'm, now I'm practicing PT out here living in California with her. And it's, it's just nuts. <laughs> that, that is so cool. So now the question that, that I'm sure all our listeners uh, want to know is like, what, what was your DJ name or what is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is, it's DJ Kino, uh, K E E N O. Um, you can just go to djkino.com if you want to. I will be honest, I haven't updated it in quite a while just because I have, you know, this other business that I'm doing, but <laughs> it was a big part of my life for a good good amount of like good amount of years. Um, there is another just just FYI, there is another Kino from the UK who spins drum and bass. So don't get confused. They were confusing me on like a bunch of different sites. So I ended up getting a lot of his followers, which was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I reached out to him and I told him like, "Hey, my bad," but I kind of stopped from DJing in that sense, and I wasn't promoting myself anymore. But, um, but yeah, man, DJing was is, was like my first love and like one of my passions. And I actually used my skills and like what I've learned through DJing to apply it to PT. And I think I've learned a lot of things uh, as a DJ and as a uh, like a kind of like a, a person that organizes and creates an atmosphere mm. and applying that to creating the atmosphere for my patients. Wow, that that is that is some like massive insight. I never even thought about it that way. But obviously, I know music and like inspires and motivates, and and there's something uplifting about it. But the actual environment that you can create as a DJ and then transferring that to the patient experience that that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's how what kind of brought upon like your spin doctor as a as a personal brand because it basically represents me, like mm -hmm. what my passions are and how I was able to blend those two things together. And kind of like borrow like uh, concepts and skills from each one and create this new kind of um, kind of way to, to help people. Yeah, definitely. So so about uh, your spin doctor, can you tell us more about the company and, and how that got started? Right. Yeah. So um, last, well, let's let's let me step back a little because yeah. we had gone back to like when I went to PT school. So when I was in PT school at WashU, I knew I wanted to. Um, I wanted to incorporate music or something into research or movement. And I actually ended up working in a research um, lab that worked, that looked at dance as an alternative therapy for Parkinson's patients. And so that kind of like spurred me into this thought of like, how, how does music play a role in motivating people or just kind of, um, kind of uh, helping with auditory cues and all these different things. And so um, through my time in school, I kind of always, Draw, drew back to music as a way to not only relate to my patients, but use it as a way to motivate them while they're exercising, give them little bits and pieces of, of um, like, I would, I would always talk about music and like what their favorite songs were or what I would do to uh, kind of uh, keep them on track in terms of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to use this eighties mix to, to get you pumped up for this, for this next like workout and things like that. So I use it in a way to like really connect with my patients because I think most people love music and yep. some and so being able to have that foundational way to connect with people is really important for me as a student and then as, as a practitioner too. And so once I graduated from school, I came out to California 
um, moved across the country to follow an alumni that set up her own private practice. Um, I ended up being her first, her first, uh, first new hire, like PT, uh, staff PT. And so I began to start figuring out like, what is it that I literally love is outpatient orthopedics. And, uh, one of the, one of my favorite things was being able to, to curate the music every day at the clinic <laughs> and, um, use that as a, you know, again, as a topic of, of discussion. Um, as I was kind of developing like my workflow, my practice flow, it just became apparent that the things that I really loved about music and DJing were kind of, um, permeating through, through, um, physical therapy. Um, so your spin doctor was the idea that I could kind of curate or create this um, personalized experience, which is what you want from a DJ, right? If you hire a DJ for a wedding or hire a DJ for an event, they're basically going to first assess what type of crowd you have, assess like what the vibe is. And then we create this, um, we come up with a playlist or like a, a um, kind of a atmosphere that fits that mm. environment. And so I use that idea to kind of create, to, to think about like this PT, like how do we do this instead of doing like cookie cutter approaches, you have cookie cutter DJs too, but if right. you have approaches, it's not as effective. It's not as personal. And so for me, I was like, how do I make it personal? How do I make PT like uh, uniquely for that person? And so concierge PT was what really drew my mind to, to creating this. And at first I was just going to be doing like telehealth and I was wanting to do like a side gig and it came a apparent that like in my old position, it wasn't quite going in the direction that I wanted to. I wanted to incorporate those things at my other clinic, but then it seemed like, you know, it was almost diverging too much from their goals. So I wanted to make sure I had complete ownership. And that's what really motivated me to, to create this concept right here. So your spin doctor is a culmination of like my passions for, for blending the concepts behind DJing and, and bringing it to the healthcare space. Wow. <laughs> that that is that is so unique and and i just love the way the way you explain that because it's it's something that i personally haven't haven't witnessed and and heard of and it's just i would love to be a patient there <laughs> i would love to be a patient it's fun man it's um it's like um i don't know for me i always get a kick out of like learning what people love about like anything but mainly music and and then and, looking at like what do they like the movement what are we curating to to improve their quality of life so if you're a patient in my clinic not only do you get an exercise program but you get a custom playlist to go along with your <laughs> i love that i love that oh, so, so so i guess uh going going back um obviously you're you're only two and a half years out of school uh you, you have your own private practice uh, I mean, you've had, you know, your, your DJ business in the past, so you're familiar with how business works, but that's something that most new grad PTs wouldn't even consider until, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years out, if at that. Yeah. So what, what were some fears that, that you had before you finally decided to take that leap of faith? I know it's, it's pretty recent too, so I'm sure you had a ton of things that were like running through your mind. I'm afraid, but I don't think like, I don't think you're in the right mindset if you're not at least a little bit afraid. I mean, if you're coming into like a new practice and you're like, I'm good, man, let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really how it works. So I think my mindset was like, honestly, I'll tell you like last, let's see, last summer. So 2018 summer was really when I started to think like this was a possibility. Um, Cause if you had asked me like even just a couple months before that, 
I'd be like, hell no, I, I'm not going to be able to open up my own clinic. There's no way I got to wait until a certain time. Like even uh, probably like a lot of people listening have the same, same thoughts, but you know what it was that catapulted me into thinking about that was actually taking my first student. So taking my first, being a mentor for somebody. And it was like, I had I had took my first student who was an, another um, uh, graduate from, or no, he was a third year student from my, uh, my school at Wash U. Shout out Edgar. Um, he, <laughs> this awesome idea like he wanted to start his own online coaching and, and training uh, company he was actually already working on it while he was a student and I got like so inspired like this dude is like in school still but he's already thinking so far ahead of his of, of everybody and like for me like that like ignited this fire in me I was like okay well I'm gonna teach him everything I know and I want him to also teach me like I want to be the like I want to have this like symbiotic relationship so we we've been keeping in contact and that was kind of the catalyst for me, like where I finally felt like I was able to impart value to somebody. And then, and then they were able to also impart value to me in that relationship. I was like, man, I want to do this with everybody. Like I want to do this with other, other PTs, other practitioners, my patients. Like there's so much we can learn from each other and lift each other up. Why are we like, why are we clashing against each other? And I'm going to bring this back to DJing because DJing is always the foundation of everything in, in, in my mindset. It's like when you're trying to beat match, like when you're trying to beat match deck one with deck two, you have this thing called pitch control where you can kind of like figure out like the very small minute like frequency levels that, to get it back to where it needs to be so that it's, it's, a, it's a blended transition. If you're not working the same level, then it's going to sound awful, right? You need to like bring that energy level like right where it needs in that sweet spot and then you can transition over and that's what that creates like this harmonious like relationship. So I use that as a way to like frame all the relationships that I have in, in my professional life and my personal life and careers and whatever. So if you're not working on the same frequency, you don't have the right expectations for each other, then man, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. So I found that through my student, through people that I've been working with, through my patients now. And that's what the kind of the, the mindset that I'm having going forward. Yeah. Oh man, that that's incredible. So what, um, was, would you say that there was one, like one driving force that finally pushed you into starting the business or yeah. was it a culmination of everything? Yeah. I will say there's a good, uh, there's good and bad to, to that story. Right. Yeah. And one of the other things that was really a big driving force was, um, a, a lot of my own like self doubt and like, uh, mental health issues that I've been going through because last, I'm very open with like, um, my mental health stuff because over the past two years I've found that that's the best way for me to kind of cope with it is is to talk about it and write about it and for me I, I've always had this kind of like wavering anxiety depression kind of like um, uh, feelings of in, inadequacy throughout my career and last year at the beginning maybe like exactly a year ago I was feeling pretty burnt out and I shouldn't have been because honestly I was in a great spot Actually, what the clinic that I worked for was a fantastic clinic. It was a great learning environment. What was lacking was I didn't have the drive and ownership that I needed. And one of the big things that like, keeps me going is to have a project that I can work on or like an event that I can throw. And uh, I just recently got married about a year ago. So for me, that first year coming out was the wedding. I was like planning my wedding. I was like super pumped to do it. And my wife was will, will laugh because like, most guys like are trying to take the back seat. I probably planned like 90% of our wedding and I loved it because that's the type of person I am. I want to make sure everybody's having a good time. I want to plan the music, I want to plan the food. 
So for that first year, I had PT, or I had my, my job. And then when I went home, I would plan the wedding and we would, I would get excited about that. Then once the wedding was over, honeymoon was over, it kind of like crashed down. I was like, what's next, man? Like, I'm just at this job where it's not like, it's not that it was a bad job. It was just, I wasn't seeing much growth. I wasn't seeing like, what's the next project? I wasn't getting ownership. I wasn't being able to get pushed in the way I wanted to be pushed. And that's where expectations were not, we were not in sync. Me and my, my, my employers were not in sync. So we weren't seeing eye to eye on certain things. I knew I could do a good job there. I knew I could treat patients and get them better. But personally, I was just like, man, this is, this is not going to cut it. Like I was feeling emotionally burnt out. It wasn't that I was seeing like four or five patients at a time. I know there's other people that get burnt out because of the actual volume. But for me, it was a lot of inner emotional um, burnout because I wasn't satisfied with where I was going in the profession. Hmm. So that kind of permeated into my treatment and things like that, where I was, yeah, maybe I was seeing one or two patients an hour, but it wasn't, I wasn't motivated to do a lot of these things. And then I had the student come on and I was like, oh, now this is like, I'm getting, I'm getting the, the, the vibe back, the, the energy back. And then finally, uh, like nearing like the end of fall. And that's actually when I started really seriously considering this becoming a full company was like last October, November. I was like, Hmm, if this is really going to happen, then let's, let's see what options there are. And the big catalyst, I guess, was being able to find this space in the rock climbing gym that I'm, that I'm currently at now. So aside from DJing and all this stuff, I, I got into rock climbing when I moved out here to California. So I developed a good relationship with a lot of the climbers here, uh, the management, and I treated a lot of them that came to the other clinic and, and people were like, like, um, uh, kind of uh, encouraging me to, to, to open my own spot. And so there was an open office space in the same building at the rock, at the rock climbing gym. And I like saw that uh, on the way out of a, a climbing session. I was like, wow, I just like a flash went in my head. I was like looking like six months in head, like this could be it. And so I made that leap, man. I was just like, man, I really want to do this. So I, I was open with my employer. I told him like straight up, like, these are my thoughts. Um, love to stay on or like, we, we can like negotiate like hours and stuff like that. And then it came clear that like, you know, in order for me to really go for it, I need to just cut ties and I need to like just invest everything into this, into this venture and make sure that like, this is a hundred percent how I want it to be. And that's what I did, man. I incorporated in November. I moved in, I started building out. I started to do like all my like website and all this stuff, like all the, the, the systems that I wanted to get ready for January 1st launch. And while it happened, it happened, uh, <laughs> it, it happened as we were talking before the podcast, it didn't happen uh, as smoothly as possible, but in the end I did it and here I am. So I'm now six weeks into my own cash concierge style practice serving rock climbers in California. So that man that that's just that is so that's a, it's such a cool story um and it, it is cool to like to see to have that vision like when you first saw that that opening yeah. and to actually see it like come to fruition obviously yeah. it's not it's not there's a, still a lot of hard work it's not like you have the vision and all of a sudden it's there yeah, but just when, when when it when you start to like when you have that build out when you start to see things come to life it's like wow like that was worth it and there's still a lot you know there's still a lot yeah. of things that that have to happen right. but um but going back to like the the whole burnout scenario i think that's so important for everyone to realize is that it doesn't matter like yeah you know seeing more patients in high volume it, it can lead to burnout that's one of the one of the causes but there are other factors and i think the main factor 
Uh, the two of the main factors is that if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're not progressing in life, if you're not growing or contributing, because for you, it was also the fact that now you had a student and it was like, oh, I can actually contribute and teach someone something that those two things I've noticed in life are the things that we that were in most need of. So when those two needs aren't fulfilled, when they're not filled, we start to have those symptoms of burnout. Uh, so that's just a, an interesting point that I wanted to bring up because uh, it was a lot of people think, oh, it's like the high patient volume, we're not getting paid enough, or no, like the environment could actually be pretty, pretty awesome. But if you're not feeling like you're like you're growing, or there's no nothing to look forward to, that's yeah. when burnout can happen. Um, that's a big thing, nothing to look forward to. Yes. Because to me, it was always, okay, I mean, I generally am pretty like go with the flow. I, I like to take things um, as they come, but I do like to have a certain direction, right? You mm -hmm. can't just go through life with a note without any type of direction. And once you have something to look forward to, and, when, and now this is the thing, like I told you that I need a project in my life to really keep me going. Now I have a lifelong project, my business, right? Yep. I have something that I can always go to and be like, this, how are we going to make this better? How am I going to improve myself, improve the lives of others? And like, that's, that's what I needed. And now it's like completely 100% mine. The opportunities that I take, the successes, the failures are all my own. And that's not to say that I didn't get help either, though, because I am one person. I'm a solo practitioner, but my, my backup is strong, right? You need that backup. You need people in your ring, like, like helping you and kind of facilitating things. And that's where mentorship comes into play, man. Like we all bring it back to mentorship because that is, that is a big thing. I'm not just thinking about like clinical mentorship, but just life mentorship, like people in my life that, um, that kind of came out of the woodworks when I was struggling. And then also like just people that wanted to generally help me in my journey. And that was, it was so, so enlightening that like people just wanted to help me succeed and I wanted to help them in return. And it was just, it's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> it is. It's, it's one thing I've learned in life is that you can't go like, you can't do it alone. You, you just can't you have to have help in whatever way like whatever way that looks like whether it's an investment made in yourself whether it's some it's paid or non-paid like mentorship is it's just so important because like i said you, everyone needs help and, and if you go out at it alone you might you might do well but it might take you a lot longer to get there and you're gonna struggle <laughs> even more than the, it's already hard it's already hard to go at it, at it alone like just find some help and people are more willing to to help than, than you think you just ask exactly. right it's that easy ask people just play. i don't know it, it is tough too especially coming out of school like like who might ask is it okay to like facebook message this guy or it's like i don't know if it's appropriate or like you have to pay for it that kind of thing i mean the worst thing is they're just gonna say no i'm too busy like right and i'm just like nothing nothing's gonna come out of out of them saying no i don't right know. <laughs> if anybody's listening like really just reach out and and and, and just be honest with like what you're struggling with and like people are going to relate for sure. It's not yeah. all like this is, I know one of my big things is I'd like to put on a facade when I'm like, when I'm hurting or when I'm like feeling uh, when I'm, you know, just going throughout life where I try to hide these things, but really just ask and, and people will be more than willing to open up. I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for, for our listeners who may want to start their own private practice someday, but aren't sure if they're ready or where to start. Um, what would you say to them? Oh man. And there's probably a lot of things you can say to them. <laughs> yeah. I would say you don't get into it to make your life easier. You get it to make your life better. Like 
you get it you get into it to mm. to be um to liberate yourself a little bit and have more control i'd say that um like i was afraid to open up a practice like when i was going like when i was in pt school i was like this is what i'm gonna do i want to get into it and then once we started like learning about how much it took to create a business and create a practice i was like oh no now now i'm never gonna do it <laughs> and then i was in i was in i was practicing and then it switched back i was like oh now this i want to do it again and then I, something pushed me back in. And it just kind of fluctuates. And there's always going to be times where you're going to doubt yourself. I think that's going to be throughout your entire life. You're going to just doubt yourself. You're going to have imposter syndrome. But that should not keep you from, from making a leap. I mean, you, there's so, we were talking about this. There's so many resources out now. It's, this is the time to do it. Our profession is going through this like paradigm shift. It's like a renaissance period. And like people are doing so many new cool things with PT. It's not your nine to five, just like rehab clinic and and like you can do so many cool things and so if people realize that that was an opportunity you don't have to to follow a a specific route i mean there's so many different niches and so many different um avenues that you can go for so i would say kind of to sum it up like you it's gonna it's gonna suck at first you're gonna feel like you know nothing and you and i still feel like i know nothing you'll never know everything yeah <laughs> part of it and that's if you're okay with that then you're gonna be fine like you gotta accept that that's 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 normal and you're just gonna grow and you're gonna take losses but you're also if you have the energy and have the motivation like you just you just gotta go with it and so like what was the what was the thing that i was talking about so we talked about burnout right mm -hmm. what's the opposite of burnout what would you say the opposite of burnout is the opposite of burnout, keeping that, flame, keeping that flame going, man. I don't know what the phrase is, but <laughs> in other words, lit, lit. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what keeps it lit, man. And that's it's a little different for everybody. You gotta have that passion. You gotta have something that keeps the fire going. I right? I, I love that, man. So I, I usually ask like, what like what makes you happy? If, if choose happy first, right? If it's not making you happy, then don't do it. But now I'm gonna start asking, what makes you lit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah dude it's a little different than happy because because lit that just that just kind of invokes like what makes you tick what's your why what really gets you fired up and that's what should drive your decisions hmm. what man that that's amazing i'm so excited to see where you're at a year from now because there's going to be so much growth for you this this next year and and beyond really so like <laughs> what oh, yeah. yeah so like obviously you accomplished one of the major goals this year already, but what what's next for you? Like, what are your biggest goals in, in 2019? In 2019, yeah, you know, I saw this this that um, on the list of questions you were sending me, and I was like thinking about it really hard this morning. And not to sound too vague, but like literally, it's going to to level up in what my original mission was was to like bring this alternative way of delivering healthcare and and concierge care. I mean, there's a ton of people out there right now that are are creating these um, cash practices and, and concierge style is getting more popular. Um, what am I doing to, to change it up? One thing that I think is going to be really big is telehealth. And so I really enjoy connecting with people both in person and virtually. And I feel like that is a missing component in healthcare is accessibility in that sense where, okay, you see a patient once a week, they go home and do their exercises, but they don't really contact you outside of the clinic. And I feel like, they should have some sort of um, connection. And for me, like what I've integrated into my practices, 
Um, I use like a different, I use in hand health, which is a telehealth platform um, that allows people to like message me privately, or we can do like video chat or share resources. I send my exercises through that. There's a bunch of different um, platforms out there that you can do that on. But I think telehealth in general is going to be a way for breaking barriers between patient and provider where people who are coming in for PT feel more comfortable reaching out when they have a problem, when it's not like feeling like they're limited by insurance or by, by all these other different um, uh, obstacles. And how do we, how do we address like the change in, in, in healthcare is, is, is by improving that relationship and that collaboration. And that's what I like to use as my, my catcher is like, I want to collaborate because that's, you know, DJing again. So collaborate with my patients, collaborate with other providers. And we use technology to do that. So for 2019, I'm actually taking, um, uh, you know, Rob Vining. What, what was that, sir? Rob Vining from the telehealth physio group. No, I don't actually. Okay, cool. Well, you look him up. Okay, so he's, he's kind of like one of the forefront OGs in that space in terms of um, uh, looking at the future of telehealth within physical therapy, and he offers his residency program. And so I'm going to be taking that with him because I want to kind of build out my telehealth aspect of my yes. company. And so I think for me, that's like a big thing that I want to uh, accomplish is getting a better understanding, being able to teach it to other people and really building that out because I know that's going to be a big part of PT in the future. Yeah. Wow. That, that's incredible. And I think, I think it's, again, thinking outside of the box and thinking outside, um, you know, outside of your area in Orange County, because at the end of the day, if you think about it, like with telehealth, you're able to, you know, treat and help someone online which means that they can be at like they could be anywhere in the world and that just expands like your, your brand and, and what you're able to do and how you're able to help people and i think i think i think that's just that's just so amazing that we're able to just build relationships like this in this day and age where obviously you and i met online like a week ago and now we're here talking you know through a video conference call um and it's just so amazing what like what like who you meet and, and how you connect with people and now who you can serve uh with physical right. therapy online that's just it's so, it's so cool <laughs> it's crazy world to be in i think that's because the big changes that are happening and i'm ready to just like jump on that train so that we can we can really push it forward um outside of that i, I did mention another goal of mine um because i work in the rock climbing space um in the community i serve that community primarily uh, personally I, I just want to become a better rock climber so i am learning a lot from my patients i'm learning to do um to, to work on specific training techniques and movement patterns that I'm learning about climbers. So understanding that a little bit more is, is a goal of mine. Um, but just generally like making sure that this business doesn't become a uh, emotional burden and drain and drain in my life because this is the whole reason that like, it's kind of uh, catapulting me through, through everything right now is that I want, I want this to be like my, um, my driving force. Like DJing used to be for me, in college, like the things that I really enjoyed doing. And now I can use it as a way to support myself and support others and support my family. Like if you can find the right mix of things in your life that allow you to do that, you just got to do it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it, everyone. So, so, uh, John, where, where can people find out more about you? Um, you know, on your social media platforms, if, if they want to connect with you, if you're, if you're free to connect and, and obviously you're very busy <laughs> running a, a practice now, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy to connect with people. I think I'm pretty I'm pretty present on social media. It has been I have been off 
uh, less present on my normal um, outlets in the past couple of months due to the business, but I'm trying to get back into it. So the, uh, I guess the handles, or you can find me on Facebook, John uh, Lee Huang, so J-O-H-N-L-E-E-H-U-A-N-G, or um, you can just go to Instagram or Twitter. It's uh, at your spin doctor. And then if you want to hit me up through DJing, my SoundCloud is DJ Kino. So some of my mixes are really old on there. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, I'm pretty easy to find online. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me, man. Awesome, um, man. Awesome. And one last, one last thing. And then, and then, and then we'll, we'll end the show. But I know that, that you, you serve some students, right? Like you're actually teaching a class. Yeah. Uh, so is that something that you're also taking online as well? Um, what does that look like? Yeah. I actually was thinking about that. Like, uh, I am your spin doctor physical therapy and consulting, right? So one of my earlier passions is, is helping newer clinicians kind of realize that this space is possible, that you can do these things two, three years out of school. And really the mentorship key for me is like, I want to be a person that helps them get to that space too. So I do really enjoy teaching. I enjoy being a CI. I enjoy doing lectures for about like business admin and, and just generally like uh, new professional skills. But I see, I do see in the future, maybe jumping in on more podcasts and guest lecturing or maybe getting into coaching as well. But you know, there's a lot of different possibilities. I mean, that, that all kind of fuels into, into the business. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, man. So uh, again, man, th thank you so much for, for just being on, on this uh, episode today. It's, it's really been a blast and I'm sure we'll have you on, you know, sometime in the future. Once your, your, your business, you have like six employees, you're seeing a hundred patients a day. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I just, I'm just happy to be here and be able to share, share my story a little bit. Cause I think it, if somebody hears it and they, it helps them, you know, get lit, then I think I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Everyone listening, make sure you ask yourself, what gets me lit? Thank you for tuning into this episode of the New God Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. If you have any questions or would like to speak to us directly about your New God PT experience, please do not hesitate to contact us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. As always, we welcome you to join our free New Grad PT Mentorship group on Facebook. And we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. If you can think of at least one person who can benefit from listening to this episode today, please be sure to share it with them. We look forward to seeing you and them on the next episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. Thank you. Have an amazing day.